Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jimmy Reed here. My last podcast I put out was a question on what is God showing you in the spiritual realm. So today I thought I'd let let it lead into the subject of prophetic. And you know, that subject is still out there as uh, controversial as far as who can hear from God, can they speak what he's saying, Uh, Is God really like that, a God that speaks to us on an everyday basis or periodically or all of these questions about God and the prophetic? And, you know, I'm going to put I'm going to give you a description of the prophetic as it is stated in the Tyndall Bible Dictionary. It defines prophecy as a group of Greek words that in secular Greek means to speak forth, proclaim or announce. In biblical Greek, however, these terms always carry the connotation of speaking, proclaiming, or announcing something under the influence of spiritual inspiration. So I think that um, even as a child, I could hear from God, but I did more seeing back then, seeing in the spiritual realm. The supernatural realm is very, very prominent in our lives. Have you ever caught a glimpse of something just out of the left corner of your eye or the right corner of your eye, and you go, hmm, it's just such a quick blink, you almost would miss it. But this is what the Word of God says in Psalms 139. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So what King David is saying here is God, at least the way my interpretation is God is speaking to us. He has thoughts for us all the time. <laughs> and I think that's very exciting. He's always thinking about his children. He wants to share his dreams, thoughts, hopes, and purposes with you. He is a personal and intimate God who wants to seek. He wants you to seek him, yearn for him, and listen for him when he speaks. I believe prophecy is vital to every Christian's walk. It is the heartbeat of the relationship between God, the Father, and his children. And then there's that subject that comes up on who can prophesy. Well, in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks, uh, Apostle Paul addresses that. He explained that you should yearn for spiritual gifts, especially prophesy. In some texts, it says covet to prophesy, which really literally means to lust after. He said to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. That's wow, that says a lot. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So this uh, this God, this great, awesome, powerful, mighty, I call him a mystical, supernatural God, he longs for us to step into that place where he can walk with us to bless others. 
In the Greek word, edification or okudamai is defined as confirmation or building, which is, you know, I just read the scripture out of uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Now I'm breaking it down a little bit. Exhortation or periclesis means comfort, consolation, entreaty, and comfort. Paramuthii means consolation. So according to Apostle Paul, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. And the Strong's Concordance defines the word oracles, oracle as logion, L-O-G-I-O-N, as an utterance of God, Paul is encouraging all who speak to speak the oracles of God by listening for his voice and then speaking forth or prophesying what you heard him say. And one of the things that I teach in the prophetic schools that I hold, praise be to God, I'm so grateful he allows me to do that, where we activate, train and equip and actually activate people in it. And I've been uh, told that you can't activate people in the supernatural. Not true. Not so. Not at all. I've trained over thousands of people already. Many of them didn't think they could ever hear from God, let alone speak what they heard for someone else to them. And it has proven so. In some of the classes, there have been people that have wept because they know now God has heard their cry about certain things and how they're so excited that he loves them so much that he's going to, he heard them and now they know he's working on what area of their life or what their need is. He's actually working on that because of the prophetic words they received through other vessels in those classes. And the Strong's Concordance defines the word oracles, again, as someone who speaks an utterance of God. So you must be intentional, intentional to seek him, intentional to ask him to speak to you, not saying he won't if you don't ask him. And the reason I teach and activate people in the prophetic is because I desire that all of God's children learn their, to learn to hear his voice, the way he speaks to them individually. God may not speak to me the same way as he speaks to you. So it is a learning process on how he speaks to us. He speaks to us based on the character and personality that he's placed on the inside of us because you're uniquely made. You're an individual that God has sought out and sent into the world to do and join with him in the things that he needs for us to do. So, yes, I desire to see everyone coming to that place of feeling more, um, what should I say, of your identity, a place where you can feel like you're so connected because it's a different measure of connection than only being saved, and only does not demean in any way salvation. But there's, let's just say there's 30, 60, and 100 fold. Salvation, I would say, would be 30 fold. Wow, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my life. I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. I'm bonding with him. It's amazing. Let's say 60 fold, that would be 30 fold. Let's say 60 fold would be, or could be. We're basing this on could be's. 60 fold could be you were baptized in water like Jesus was. A hundred fold, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit 
with evidence of speaking in tongues. And now you're on a whole different venture of a whole different realm walking in and pursuing in your life. So every time I give a class, each time there's always some aha moments and wow moments. I just love it. Speaking the voice of God is not only biblical, but also a blessing that every believer is given from the Father. Prophecy is a wonderful, intimate way in which the King of Kings (laughs) and the Lord of Lords communicates with each of his children. It is an anointing that everyone should desire and rejoice in. And you know, when we think of King of Kings, we're not talking about kings that have been set forth in nations as kings. We're not only speaking about them. You are a king and you are a priest yourself. And he is over king of kings and lord of lords. And that's inclusive of you. And so some might ask, some have asked me, do I have the gift of prophecy? Well, everybody doesn't have the gift, but some people carry the anointing and some people walk in the office of the prophet. But we'll talk about having the gift. Many who are beginning to prophesy often ask that question, uh, or at least I've been asked the question, such as, now that I know I can hear the voice of God, does this mean that I am a prophet? And the answer is no. It could be that that's the journey you're on, that you are a son of God that's being going to be released into that realm at some time and point, but not at the beginning It's important to understand that even though we are a prophetic people, we've been given the ability to hear the voice of God. Not everyone is given the gift of prophecy or called to the office of the prophet. So while some people have the gift of service and the mandate and calling that goes with it, everyone in the body of Christ is called to serve. So when you hear something from someone else, for someone else, from God, Wouldn't serving be speaking that out to them, sharing with them what God is saying, some word of edification, exhortation, or comfort? And that's where we would keep it at in that level. We would never put people down, especially publicly, or share with them that the word of God pronounces doom and gloom over them. That doesn't quite go with the scripture I read out of 1 Corinthians 14, what Paul said, edification, exhortation, or comfort. We want to learn to bless people and bless them immensely. So at this level of the anointing, anyone can prophesy in a meeting where this message is being propagated about the prophetic. The anointing is there. It's great. The flow of worship has been so um, magnificent. And anyone should be able to hear from God in that. And many of us do. I remember when I was in a church years ago, when the worship team, oh, the worship was so glorious. At least that's what I would still call it today, even though we're in a whole different era of worship. But back in that day, it was so beautiful. And the praise team would be singing and the words would be on the screen, but I'd be hearing other words to the tune that the team was singing and the instruments were playing but it wasn't the same words on the screen. And I had no clue that God was singing something to me that I actually could sing to the whole congregation and bless them. And so it took years of my growth and learning about that. 
but it all comes from the Holy Spirit. I've seen the Holy Spirit move mightily through this anointing. For this reason, we need to take prophetic words from individuals who prophesy at this level, you know, of the anointing seriously by pondering and evaluating them through prayer and time with the Lord. Remember, the anointing is from Holy Spirit. Therefore, the word can powerfully affect the lives of those who receive it. It should not be discarded simply because the deliverer of the message is young or inexperienced or not considered to be a prophet. So now we've spoken about the anointing. Let's move on to the gift of prophecy. Individuals with the gift of prophecy, this is what I've noticed, regularly experience revelation from the Lord. And think about this as you're hearing this podcast, because some of this may be suitable for you. This revelation can come in many different forms, including impressions, visions, unctions of God, dreams, and words of knowledge. These will be defined to you as you continue to listen to podcasts and uh, be immersed into that realm of revelation about the prophetic. The gift of prophecy is a sovereign endowment birthed within the believer by Holy Spirit. It is a gift of the Spirit written about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so you go there and it says to another, round verses 10, 11, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing them to each one individually as he wills. It is a holy and fully irrevocable, irrevocable move of God during that time. So God is a God that is willing to give of himself and be willing to give to us to allow us to be co-workers with him in this realm to bless others. I find that to be so amazing, so awesome, and it still blows my mind that we serve that type of God that we could work with that kind of personality in the spiritual realm that is so full of love for us that they allow us to come into that realm. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit allow us to come into that realm that we would be used to help others. So while the gifting at this level, which is different than the anointing, is the gifting is of the Holy Spirit as well. It must be matured by and tempered with wisdom as it is developed and grown. Just as any young pastor must grow and develop in their gift of teaching, a person with the gift of prophecy must also grow. After all, gifts of the Spirit are not based on one's maturity, but are given as the Spirit wills. It is important for grace and patience to be extended to those who are growing in their prophetic gifting. You know, many times we've sat in congregations with the young pastor on fire for God, and some of the things they taught were questionable, but we knew they had a good heart, a big heart, an awesome heart, a great heart, and just wanted to please God and teach the people. And as years go by, I've actually heard pastors say, I listened to some messages I taught 10, 12 years ago, and boy, do I have fresh revelation on those now. It wasn't as much as I thought it was then, and it wasn't as as least as I thought it was then. 
So the Lord really uh, moves us back and forth through revelation, but also we gave that pastor time and grace to have errors, make mistakes, and move on. Will we do that with this type of ministry called the prophetic? So just as God is blessing individuals and and um, in their musical talents and abilities to play the piano or other instruments at will, the gift of prophecy is given as the Spirit wills. It is not dependent upon a special prophetic anointing from the Holy Spirit, but it is a clearly defined God-given ability that can and should be used and exercised on a regular basis for the exhortation, edification, and comfort of the church. Apostle Paul wrote, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. We need to look at the gift of prophecy as a wonderful blessing from God for those who have uh, that regular revelation that bubbles up on the inside of them or that they see in the spiritual realm who have this gift in the body of Christ. So we need to encourage those with this gift to use it within the boundaries and guidelines given in Scripture. Those who have received the gift of prophecy should step out according to their measure of faith and work to mature in this gift so they can continue to uphold and encourage the bride of Christ. How amazing. How awesome that, again, for about the fifth time I've said it, that God would use us in this manner. Then there's the office of the prophet. The office of the prophet is very specific gift. It falls under the fivefold ministry calling found in Ephesians chapter four. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we... That mantle carries the power of Christ himself. I know oftentimes I do off, uh, altar calls, oftentimes, and I've seen such growth in people when I lay hands on them and pray over them about this gift uh, being expedited in them. It's like a seed being planted inside of them in the spiritual realm and developing that gifting that God has for them. However, I cannot impart that they would be a prophet. I cannot impart that they would be an apostle and things like that. That's God's given and chosen mantle that he places upon them himself. When Christ left, he gave gifts to men. And these were those gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But what I can do that I've been spoken to by the Lord to do and that I've seen have great success in those who know they have a great calling is to help expedite that on the inside of them and train and equip them to help them mature and come to the greater revelation and be like the statue of Christ. So those who occupy the office of the prophet have a heightened need of credibility, which usually has been established over time. After the prophecies given by a person who holds this office are nearly 100% accurate, he is not infallible. However, his experience, knowledge, wisdom, 
and ability to hear the voice of the Father should be respected and heeded. Those who, and let me back up and explain. When a pastor makes a mistake in the pulpit, we forgive and we don't call him a false pastor. When an evangelist does a meeting and a hundred people come that aren't saved, but 35 get saved, we shout and thank God and we think it's awesome and it is. But what happened to the other 65 or so that didn't get saved? We don't say he's a false evangelist. Same thing when a healer comes and different things like that. But when a prophet misses it by a smidgen, a little bit, then he, he or she can quickly be labeled a false prophet. And I want to warn and caution about that because everybody that's been placed here in the earth has, we're all infallible. And so we can make a mistake, but that doesn't mean we weren't trying hard to hear from God for you or that you weren't trying to you weren't trying to hear from God for someone else. It's just as time goes on and the more you operate in it, the less mistakes are made. I heard one of the healing evangelists say this once that <laughs> more people died that they went to the hospital and prayed over that were on their deathbed in the beginning that it could have been very discouraging. But because they continued to pray for people to be healed, more and more and more people begin to be healed till their, the healing rate that was produced throughout their ministry by the Lord himself was worldwide known. So let's give the office of the prophet an opportunity. It is a governmental mantle given by Christ himself. Therefore, godly wisdom must be present in the lives of all who are given this title. This gifting is amazing and costly. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we should pray for those who stand in the office just as we do for other great men and women of God who are gifted in other areas as well. Regardless of where God has placed you in the prophetic spectrum, once activated, this blessing will bring hope, greater intimacy with God, and revival deep within your soul. So I just want to encourage you with that today. It's just a small fragment of the prophetic, speaking about it, encouraging you to pursue it. But I encourage you to pursue it because God encourages you to pursue it. Because he says that you can lust after this. You can seek his face after this because it will bless the body of Christ. So why not? So ask yourself this question. Do you believe that there's prophecy for today? Or do you think that that went away? Do you believe that there are teachings for today or that went away? Do you believe that there are tongues for today or that went away? So I think sometimes we need to read the scriptures with the revelation that talked about in Ephesians, where it speaks that God has more for us than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. So if you'd like to know any more about this ministry, you can go to globalmanifestations.org and check out the website. Also, as you can see, I'm on Anchor. I'm on Spotify and YouTube as well. God bless you. Dr. Jimmy Reed here.